Voice of St. Louis original podcast. From the KMOX newsroom, let's bring you the latest from across St. Louis in the St. Louis All Local. Today is Wednesday, August 23rd. I'm Michael Calhoun, our top local story. A new school year comes with the same big problem as recent years. Parkway School sent a message to parents saying they issued a code yellow today after a caller threatened to bring weapons and explosives to West High and West Middle Schools. Chesterfield Police investigated and found the threat was unfounded, but a West High parent was detained. The threat did not disrupt classes as students were kept inside during the alert and investigation. Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News. You can add Governor Mike Parson to those criticizing St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones for her proposal to ban what she calls military-grade rep- weapons of the city. The governor's spokesperson says Parson is a strong supporter of the Second Amendment and does not support any measure that, in his view, quote, weakens Missourians' right to bear arms. Attorney General Andrew Bailey has already said the state constitution prohibits local gun restrictions. Gun violence is the number one cause of death for children in the United States, and the latest study shows the death toll continues to rise. Co-author Dr. Bailey Roberts tells KMOX some are concentrated in the Midwest. A lot of these states are seeing more um, accidental or suicide um, firearm deaths, whereas um, homicides are more clustered in the southeastern United States. Researchers say firearm deaths among infants, children, and teens rose by more than 40 percent between 2018 and 2021. You can hear more on the Total Information AM podcast. A KMOX follow-up. More on the inconsistent information coming out about Tuesday's hostage situation at the City Justice Center. Corrections Commissioner Jennifer Clemens Abdullah's briefing did not align with the police report. KMOX exclusively reported yesterday on a number of discrepancies between what was said in the press conference and what the police report described. Justice Center Oversight Chair Reverend Daryl Gray wasn't surprised both descriptions didn't line up. He was particularly disappointed in the fact that Clemens Abdullah claimed to have not seen the video of the incident. If you haven't seen a video that involved one of your correctional officers being taken hostage uh, and hurt and other uh, staff uh, at Jeopardy, Uh, including detainees and others, if you had not seen that video by then, that's professional misconduct. Clemens Abdullah made the claim during her press conference Tuesday afternoon, hours after the hostage situation had occurred. Sean Malone, KMOX News. Charges are filed stemming from a home invasion and child abduction in Spanish Lake that resulted in an Amber Alert. 18-year-old Kendall White of St. Charles faces kidnapping, burglary, assault, and child endangerment counts. Investigators say he was one of two men who broke into a home on Marbella Drive on August 10th. A woman was pistol whipped and her two-year-old daughter was abducted but later found safe. The endangerment charge comes from not having the girl in a child safety seat as the abductors drove away. Amtrak is on board with creating a new stop in a historic railroad town. In a town that has had a rail car shop to work on trains since the end of the Civil War, the time has come to let some passengers on and off as Amtrak has given them a green light in a letter stating they're able to start the process. Union Pacific has been working with community leaders there in DeSoto for the last five years to make sure they get what they need because they own all the track and the land around that area as well. But this is just the beginning to get an Amtrak station in DeSoto. I'm Stuart McMillan, KMOX News. Total Information AM. Tomorrow morning, you'll hear Amtrak's prerequisites for the city of DeSoto to get that station. KMOX covers back to school. The Illinois Revenue Department reminds parents they can claim a tax credit of 25% of what they spend on school costs, including books, lab fees, and tuition. Revenue spokesperson Maura Kanaki says it's not just for the students. The instructional materials and supply credit allows 
teachers to receive a tax break of up to $500 on classroom materials. And qualified expenses include things such as books, computer equipment, and materials used in the classroom. The tales on the credits are at tax.illinois.gov. Airbnbs in Missouri are going green, according to Nate Burke, who wrote about it in Missouri Life magazine. The Amber House in Rocheport is a good example. They've done things like incorporating uh, solar panels. They have 57 solar panels that cover almost all of their electric needs year-round. They recycle everything and ask their guests to do the same. They even buy toiletries in bulk and use refillable dispensers to reduce the amount of plastic waste. They also do low-flow water tanks, LED light bulbs, and have eliminated single-use coffee pods. As hot weather has thrown the trolley for a loop, Bi-State Development says the Del Mar Loop trolley will be out of service Thursday and Friday because the old-style streetcar has no air conditioning. The regular schedule has the trolley running Thursday through Sunday, and it's expected to be back in service over the weekend. The KMOX business desk, home prices are more reasonable in the St. Louis market than in other parts of the country, but St. Louis University School of Business professor Jerome Katz tells KMOX, good luck finding one to buy. Nationally, there are about 3.3 months of supply available. We're hearing St. Louis, we've got about 1.7 months. Katz says the good news is that if you can find a house to buy in the St. Louis market, you will pay less. The average home price here is about $300,000 compared to more than $400,000 nationwide. Well, as we continue on KMOX, there is a big law taking effect on Monday if you get behind the wheel and you've got a cell phone, which I think applies to just about all of us. Uh, there's a change that you need to be aware of. And joining us right now is the State Highway Traffic and Safety Engineer at MoDOT, Nicole Hood. Thank you for joining us, Nicole. Thank you. So the hands-free law takes effect on Monday. What does this entail? Yeah, so the hands-free law, it will, it's going to prohibit all drivers from using a handheld electronic communication device while driving. Um, so basically, that they will not be able to hold or support a cell phone with any part of their body. And that would include, you know, typing, um, writing, sending text messages, recording, um, anything including like video calls or social media posts. This was something that came out of the legislature, uh, and it also comes as uh, there's an increased focus on uh, roadway safety and especially on the number of fatalities really in the state of Missouri. Can you can you talk about uh, the state of safety on the roadways and what led up to this? Yes, this is certainly an opportunity to help improve safety. So after um, two years in a row of more than a thousand fatalities on Missouri's roadways, we were very thankful that Governor Parson, along with the General Assembly, passed the hands-free law. You know, distracted driving is certainly a leading cause of crashes in Missouri. And between like 2012 and 2021, we've had over 200,000 distracted driving-related crashes in Missouri alone, and that's resulted in, in over 800 fatalities. And cell phone use by far is responsible for several of those crashes, and there's so many distracted driving crashes that are underreported that we know of. And where does this place, Missouri, do Do you know if our, our surrounding states, do they have a, a law like this in effect already, too? So, yeah, when the law does take effect on Monday, it's going to make Missouri the 49th state to prohibit texting while driving for all drivers, and it, it'll make us the 28th state to require hands-free phone use for drivers of all ages behind the wheel. And one thing I notice about this is it's uh, not just spelling out a text message. It's, it's not just typing on your phone. If you, uh, if you try to make, for instance, a selfie video, if you're one of those who uh, you know, wants to post on social media from behind the wheel, that counts, too. Yes, it certainly does, for sure. 
and and this says uh, physically holding or supporting a cell phone with any part of their body. So does this mean that the uh, the only way that you can manipulate a map or send a text message would be using those voice to text functions? So yeah, drivers in Missouri, they're no longer allowed to manually type, scroll, or hold their cell phone while driving, but it does allow drivers to use the hands-free cell phone features, like there's talk-to-text, there's Bluetooth technology, there's speaker functions where you can talk, send message, and then also use those speaker functions to be able to navigate, such as GPS. And this is, uh, I believe it was a, a secondary offense. So if officers uh, you know, pulled someone over for something else and they happened to be uh, on their phone, or am I thinking of seatbelts? Yes, this is, it is a secondary enforcement law. So, um, you know, drivers, they can only be stopped if they are observed holding a cell phone and they commit another moving violation like speeding or swerving. Um, so it is a secondary enforcement law similar to the seatbelt use in Missouri, but we are certainly hopeful that it's going to shift the, the culture, the safety culture, and it's going to emphasize that it's not okay to hold your phone while driving. And of course, drivers, you know, they need to be focusing on the road. We all know driving is a privilege, and it has those responsibilities, though, and we need to do our part to keep the road safe. And this will save lives. Does this get phased in? So it will be phased in over a period of time, and that is really to allow for education of the new law. So law enforcement will only issue warnings, so not tickets, to drivers, and that will be until January of 2025. And like I said, that is to ensure that we have adequate time for public education of the new law. And when the law does go into effect, um, you know, after the educational period, the first offense for a penalty under the new law, it will be a fine up to $150. And then if you have a second offense, it's going to be a fine up to $250. And a third offense would actually be a fine up to $500. So it certainly does have penalties under the new law, just to emphasize the importance of it and really just emphasizing the importance of changing that traffic safety culture. And what do you think the, the reaction is going to be, or what have you already maybe heard from drivers? Uh, this is uh, going to have to be a change in behavior for some. Yes, it is certainly going to have to be a change in behavior, but some of the the feedback we've received is, is it's long overdue, and folks are out on the road all the time seeing people holding that phone, and, you know, it is it is definitely a risk, um, not only, you know, for the driver, um, you know, being in a crash, they could hurt someone or they could kill themselves. You know, it's a risk for the pedestrians, the bicyclists out on the roadway, so more times than not, what we've found is it's that other innocent victim who's killed in these distracted driving crashes and it's not the distracted driver so um, yeah we need to we need to use that responsibility and make sure we're making smart choices when we're out there well thank you so much for this nicole i appreciate it okay well thank you very much i'm michael calhoun thank you for tuning in you can subscribe stay up to date find st louis all local on the odyssey app